Hello from Houston. It's Roger D with Texas T, where I bring on the hustlers, entrepreneurs, and prodigies of our great state of Texas. And today's guest that I have on is the host of an amazing show. They started in 2007 with nothing more than ambition and a car full of gear. Now they're on their 11th season. They are a six-time Lone Star Emmy-winning show. And they also are probably the few people you'll ever meet that they don't bat an eye at that sign you see coming in from Louisiana when it says 877 miles. That just sounds like a challenge to them. So I have Chet Garner on today, <laughs> a.k.a. the Day Tripper. How are you doing today, brother? I'm good, Roger, man. Doing, doing great. It's another day in paradise. You know that. It's oh, Texas, yeah. man. As long as we're as long as we're in Texas and we wake up, put our foot on this soil, it's gonna be a good day. That's true. That's true. I I, uh, I heard the soil in Texas is the best, but then again, I can pretty much take any inanimate object to do with Texas, and Texans will say it's the best. <laughs> That's right. Random aside, I just heard about something. Uh, I I don't think it's an urban legend, but some uh, it was somebody that I knew from college, a couple couple you know generations away but it was like they were having a child in new york and the dad couldn't stand the fact that their son was going to be born in a foreign state so he got his family to ship him a bag of dirt so that way uh he threw it underneath the table in the in the delivery room so that his son could be born on texas soil that's pretty <laughs> awesome i was like you know mad props to that dad i you gotta do what you gotta do believe that i hey man that yeah. that only makes sense when you have times like that where it's a clear emergency you have to take yeah ev <laughs> <evasive> maneuvers <laughs> that's right well that's, that's right that's, you got to be willing awesome. to pay for a bag of dirt to get shipped across the country because that's what it takes hey that's a small cost for uh, being born yeah. on texan soil so uh so Chet, <laughs> uh before we kind of go into the day tripper and kind of how that all started uh, I have a question that I really wanted to ask because in any sort of film, uh, bringing forth any sort of media or movie or series, I know there's a lot of people out there that are hustling and really trying to create their dream. And I'm sure you're there at that point too. And sometimes it gets really tough and you want to quit and you don't want to go on. What would you say to those individuals as probably the biggest piece of advice to keep them going. I, I would say this, that if you don't have the love to keep going through the difficult times, then you're on the wrong path and you need to pick something else that you're passionate about. Because for me, you know, I always tell people, listen, you need to do what you love regardless of whether or not anybody's paying you to do it. And so there are times as with everything, you're going to hit challenges, but man, if you love what you're doing, then you're just going to push through those like it's no thing uh, because it doesn't really matter about, you know, what is it? I, I, I can't find the money to do it. Who cares? I'm not doing this for money or I I'm getting bad feedback from people about something and you go, well, you know, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it because I love to do it, you know, and they may not like my art or whatever it is. You know, anytime you're out in public, there's going to be people who don't like what you do. And when you're on TV, it's just exacerbated tremendously we you know we get way more good feedback than bad but the bad guys are out there and so if that kind of stuff is going to kick you off of your horse 
then uh, you're riding the wrong horse. Go and go and find something that you're passionate about. That way, when the difficult times hit, and they without a doubt will, you're just going to keep riding because you love to ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, the one point that I, I I really enjoyed hearing there was that you're already doing something you love and you're doing it for yourself. So if you have those haters or naysayers, it doesn't really matter because you weren't doing it for them. I know, um, I think I had mentioned before that I'm a big Gary V fan. Uh, he, he said that he both loves the praise and also it doesn't matter to him at the same time. He's so grateful for those who would give him thanks because that's you know, who he's really doing it for. But at the same time, if it wasn't there, it wouldn't matter because he's doing it for, or for a particular reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, 100 percent, Roger. That's that's dead on. You know, we've been fortunate enough to win a lot of awards, but, you know, we've lost more Emmys than we've won. And if I were doing it for that purpose, then, man, every time that we didn't win something, it would be a crushing blow of defeat. And I would go into the fetal position in my closet questioning my life choices. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we we. We don't win and we, we slough it off and say, you know, that's it was cool. It was an honor to be nominated. And we, we honestly mean that. And you just kind of move on because you're doing it to fulfill that internal fire within you. You know, I, I give you an example. So I had some friends in undergrad. I went to the University of Texas and I just found out this week they sold another screenplay that's going to have Martin Lawrence in it. And it's being uh, funded oh, by wow. Steph Curry. It's a, it's a comedy about the women's NBA. Uh, so I don't exactly know what the story is, but they, it just came out on all the, you know, the internal papers and stuff that are in Hollywood. And I think back to these dudes and, and these dudes in college wanted nothing more than to hold themselves away over the weekend and write screenplays while the rest of us were hanging with friends and going to football games and, you know, living, living the college life. Uh, they literally were spending the nights busting out screenplays because that's what they love to do. And look at them. They've been nothing but successful. You know, I'm a long ways out of college now, and these guys are still out there writing screenplays. You know, they've got the attention, and their life is uh, plugging away doing that. And it just goes to show, like, man, they they honed a craft because they were doing it when no one was paying them. Yeah. And they love to do it. Yeah, and it was replacing times of leisure where most people would yeah. see all these other things as fun. They're like, they're already in their bliss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, they're in their bliss. That's a good, that's a good way to say it. You know, like if you can find a priority to dedicate your time and effort to, then Netflix kind of disappears into the distance. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't care about binging that show. I'm going to go and do this. You know, like I love gardening. Well then gardening is your bliss and you're going to want to spend more time gardening than you do Netflix. Now, if you say you want to be a gardener, but all you really want to do is sit on the couch and watch Netflix, then you don't really want to be a gardener. Or at least, at least on your list of priorities, being a gardener is somewhere below Netflix. And you need to be honest with yourself and say like, yeah, I mean, I guess I want to be a gardener, but not as bad as I want to watch Netflix. And then you just have that honest conversation with yourself. And so whatever your dreams are, whatever you're looking to do, I want to be an artist. I want to paint more. I want to hike more. I want to, I want to kayak more. I want to, you know, learn how to cook barbecue better, whatever it is, you have to have an honest conversation. Okay, where, where does that fall on your priority list? And if you find yourself not doing that in your free time, well, you, just, you know, it's just not a priority. Yeah. 
And that's okay. You know, I'm not dogging people who want to sit around and watch Netflix, but don't complain why you're not getting any better at the stuff you want to do because of the night you're just sitting around watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay to do the leisure. I use that twice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. No, no, no. I'm all for time. You got to have time to, to sit and chill, you know, and decompress and all that stuff. But, you know, if you can find some joy that replaces that need to decompress, then you're just going to want to throw yourself into that. Yeah. And that's really that's really the keys to success when you can find that thing and you go after it with all your heart. Yeah. And Netflix fades into the background. Uh, fades into the dishes. Fades into the Texas sunset. Yep. That's right, man. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, so, you go. You, so you and uh, Richard and Daniel, is that the crew? Yeah. The original crew? Yep. That, I mean, so the original crew, like you want to go back to the pilot, it was a buddy of mine named Nate, okay. who I knew from film school at UT. And when I wanted to make this show, he just happened to have the keys to the equipment closet at ACC. Ah, and nice. so Austin Community College. And so he had access to all of these cameras. And we're like, yeah, we should probably ask the dean. So we got her permission. And then we went out. And uh, it was me, him, Richie, and my wife. And we made a little show about Waco. Uh, you know, I had gone to graduate school in Waco. And so I knew that Waco had all these cool little hidden gems, but people in Austin and Central Texas always dogged Waco. You know, it was a pit stop at best. And yeah. uh, so we thought, man, if we could bring a town like Waco to life and kind of re- make, make people's paradigm shift that there are these cool things that are hidden, they just got to dig a little bit. Uh, then we could, you know, if we could do it with Waco, we could essentially do it with any town. And we were way before Fixer Upper, man. Chip and Joanna, nah, they weren't even on our radar. <laughs> uh, and so we we started to make one about Waco. It started to snowball, and then it it went on. And yeah, of those, Nate Nate, you know, found out he didn't like the road as much. He loves <laughs> he loves filmmaking, so he's still doing filmmaking. But that idea of like road dogging, yeah. um, that's a whole different bear. And, um, you know, but, but Richie still, still makes the show with us, uh, for sure. On, on occasion, he started to dial back himself on some episodes, but we've, we've opened up every episode to him. If he wants to get back on the road with us. Hey, that's what, that's what's up. Yeah. That I was looking to clarify the, uh, the day tripper gang, because I wanted to ask, since we're talking about passion and what you guys really enjoy doing what about the idea of originally going to waco and finding those gems what about that was like man this is something i could do for the rest of my life i think you know i had no idea first and foremost that i would be doing this a decade in that's just mind-blowing to me you know i i guess i just kind of thought we're going to give this a shot and if it doesn't work um, I'll just go back to being an attorney, which I was at the time. Oh, cool. And so, uh, yeah, that's a whole nother past life. And so I was like, yeah, if it doesn't work, I'll just run back in and do something until I find the next passion and I'll run down it. <laughs> and uh, so it it was just, it was like, you know, I'm a traveler. I've traveled a lot abroad. So like people ask if I ever get out of Texas. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was a lot of stepping away from Texas that helped me appreciate Texas. And so... I, um, we, we, I just thought, man, we need more, 
national media, not say national in quotes, like, you know, the nation of Texas that shows me all, yeah, shows me all I can eat, see, and do in my home state, you know, it's like, and then other people too, like, you know, national, the, the real national media really only shows you a few places. Like, you know, how many travel shows have we seen about Chicago deep dish pizza now? Like they're just, they're just a bazillion, but there's, there's none making shows about those little small town barbecue joints that are an hour and a half from my back door. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I wanted to make something that was more relevant to the people watching because literally they can get in their car and they can go. And I thought, man, this would be cool if we could make something that was more actionable for Texans, you know, like hopefully there's a version of me making something for the Northwest or New York or wherever. I don't care. But like I'm the dude who's telling Texans where they can go. And it's, it, that's, I think, what's helped us stay on so long is because there are so many Texans who, who literally base all their family vacations off of what we do, oh, um, wow. which is pretty darn cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so giving advice to Texans on uh, where they can keep their touristing. I don't know if that is a verb. <laughs> or <laughs> we'll call it yeah that's we'll true. call it that within within our yeah great that's state. a verb of uh, course it is <laughs> if uh if i have someone listening because there's a lot of a lot of people that listen to this that are just houston but um if yeah. you were to suggest someone who is kind of a homebody right now hasn't really seen too much of texas yet sadly uh what would be mm. your top three they have to see Ooh, Ooh, put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Like, I'm going to speak specifically to your Houston audience right here. From Houston. So, um, all right. If you you live in Houston and you're kind of like stuck in that Houston bubble and you think the entire world is nothing but loop after loop after loop, and, you know, (laughs) the Houston bubble is literally a bubble. It's not just one bubble. It's three bubbles because there's the loop. When I grew up down, you know, I grew up in Southeast Texas. It was 610 and then Beltway 8. And now there's what? Grand Parkway 99. It was yeah. like, it just is enclosing itself in more and more bubbles. Yeah. Insane. So, um, man, I would say first, first and foremost, um, you know, like go to one of my favorite places in Texas is Brazos Bend State Park. So go to the swamps okay. uh, because you're going to go down there. And there, Brazos Bend State Park, you will literally walk through the swamps uh, three, four feet from alligators that are basking in the sun. So all these alligators come out of the swamp and they literally sit on top of the trails that you have to walk around. So like, that's pretty darn cool. The rest of the world is like, what? So you could do something in Houston and that's maybe an hour or so from downtown Houston. You can do something there that no one else can, which I think is really, really cool. Um, you need to head to, let's say, the Bluebell Creamery. You know, go eat some, go eat some ice cream in Brenham, and Brenham's got a charming downtown. So you get mm. that quintessential downtown sort of thing going on. Um, not too far from there is uh, Washington on the Brazos, birthplace of Texas, where you can see where we signed the Texas Declaration of Independence. So I'd say, you know, Brenham, kind of a Richmond day trip, and then man, head um, head east. And go in the in the pines. Go get lost in the pines somewhere. Like let's say Huntsville or like east of Huntsville, and kind of just get get lost in those beautiful pine trees. Oh yeah. So you just man, Houston's got really good stuff. And not to mention, you know, Galveston and the beach. And the beach in Galveston 
is uh, only one aspect of it because the history of Galveston is phenomenal. You go to the Strand or tour Bishop, Bishop's Palace or uh, it, oh gosh, I mean I love I love Galveston just because really nowhere else do you get that deep deep history of stuff. Yeah, so I could keep going and going and going. No, no, that's all. Yeah. That's all good stuff. And and it's a it's amazing how it seems to me of the shows I've watched. You can take pretty much anything, any preface, any any location, and you you make it magical in its in its own right. So, uh, so how do you how well, do you do well, thank that? You. How do you how do you present that See, way? It, well, I mean, I'm a. It's hard. That's that's one of the tough parts, and I think I, I I needed to be up for the challenge, and so what I was like my my uh, crew was super nervous when I put this in. I was like, we're doing a viewer's choice. We're doing a viewers. We're going to let the viewers pick, and they can send us to the most dirt patch part of Texas ever. And I'm going to make a show about it. And so we started doing that, and uh, the viewers actually picked some pretty great places. But there were some places I didn't know anything about, like uh, Tomball, Wichita Falls, um, all all kinds of spots. And um, and that was super fun because you get to dive into a town that you don't know anything about and start to unravel the stories and. For me, it's really all about stories. So when I go to, a, a, let's say I'm going to go, I mean, you you name the town, Conroe or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I go, okay, Conroe. What is, what is Conroe? Who, you know, what is it that makes Conroe different from every other highway town within 30 miles of Houston? You know, and you start to kind of just peel back the onion and you find things. And it does help that I've got 10 years of objectivity. I can look at a town and be like, whoa, I've never seen that ever anywhere else. And you're like, you know, you find, all right, what are my institution restaurants? What are those restaurants that are gritty and greasy and have been around for 75 years? Chances are they've been around 75 years for a reason. And so I'm going to dive in and go eat. And we found one, you know, Conroe just comes to mind, Catfish Cabin. Um, And so Country Catfish. So we went to Country Catfish, legit catfish, been around for decades and decades. And then you just start looking and you, you, I mean, you can look online for a ton of stuff. Sometimes I actually have to get in my car and go drive the back roads and I find stuff because there are still people hiding out for the, from the internet <laughs> yeah. uh, these days, which seems, which seems wild in this day of, uh, you know, like we think everything's online and you know, uh, the polling of presidential races and stuff that we're able to gauge everybody. It's like, no, 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 go drive around. Like there are people legitimately hiding out from the internet. They don't have any social media and uh, they, they like it that way. Yeah. Uh, so you got to go find them. And so I drive around a lot, you know, in Conroe, we found a wolf sanctuary stuck back in the pines. Yeah. Which is pretty rad. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. But like, that's the only wolf sanctuary I know of in Texas. And so mm-hmm. you start throwing the things together and you go, ah, that's a pretty cool show. You know? Yeah. So you do, so you do a lot of research beforehand from the standpoint of not so much Googling, but uh, trying to wrap your head I, around the bones of the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, at its heart, I make video, but it, I'm a storyteller. Like that's at its heart, I'm a storyteller. Yeah, my medium is video, but you know, I'm trying to find the best story about these places that I can. And so it takes a little while to kind of feel like I'm understanding who a town is or 
what a town adds to the grand tapestry of Texas, if you will. And so that's that to me is the most fun part. And that's the part I will never get tired of is, you know, exploring small towns. I think that that's the the biggest joy to me. And if I'm given a day off, I'm not going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I'm getting in my car and just driving somewhere I've never been, you know, that, that, that I love going to find a barbecue joint. I've never been to going to go to a state park. I've never seen going to pop into a museum to just see what the heck it is. You know, and you, that's, that's where I find a ton of fun stuff. So I've got this running list now a decade in of places I've heard of, or I want to go or like Roger, like you would tell me a place like, Oh, I've never heard of that. I added to a spreadsheet. You know, in the beginning, it was all little pieces of napkins with all these thousands of little <laughs> jotted notes. And I finally had to get super, super anal because I was like pulling out literally scratches of paper from everything. And I started to put it in a spreadsheet. And now I've at least got this spreadsheet. It's taken me a decade to get a method, but it's there now at least. Method to the madness, for sure. And Something uh, like that, yeah. So it seems like, bring, bring it kind of back what we talked about with passion. It's You're an explorer at heart it seems. And you, you add that to your, uh, your want to, to weave a story and you got a pretty good combo there. That's, I think so. I think so. I mean, if, if the people's turn off the show, then we'll go disappear and I'll go find something else to do for a living. But, you know, people kind of give us the license to do whatever we want just because they're continuing to put it on, on, uh, but even if I I lost my spot on TV, I'd probably still keep doing it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, of course. Well, it's just I'm, too much fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, and I was uh, I was curious about that because uh, did I there the amount of media that you can show outside of PBS? How does all that work? I think like we've had to learn to adapt on that on that front because I was very much like. Now nah, we are a PBS television show like we make PBS. And so I didn't really want to jump into YouTube in the early days. I was like, nah, 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 that's just cat videos. And, uh, you know, like people getting hit in the crotch with the baseball bat from their toddler. You know, it's like that was it was Good America's stuff. Funniest Home Videos in the early days. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, we're a YouTube show. And if I give too much away on YouTube, then I'm, you know, people aren't going to watch the show. And I think I've had to adapt in that front. I mean, everybody is watching YouTube. And nowadays, people aren't really even watching traditional TV anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Now, people say that a lot. Like, and, and, and there's true that you know, traditional TV is going down, but the numbers of traditional TV are still enormous. But we've had to say, like, okay, listen, just because we take the show and chop it into bits and put it on YouTube – doesn't mean they're not going to watch the show. In truth, these are really two separate markets. Mm -hmm. And so you've got all the people who spend all their time on YouTube. They're not really watching traditional TV that much. And so if we stick to only traditional TV, we're just going to miss them completely. Yeah. And so we've had to adapt and bob and weave and all those fronts. And I think now I'm realizing that like, you know, we still need to just get our stuff out everywhere. And yeah, YouTube's monetized, but it's not like, it's certainly not going to fund my staff. PBS is uh, where most of our people who are funding this thing care about. So by all means, we're going to keep doing that. And we love PBS. They're a phenomenal partner for us. So like, we'll stay, we'll stay there. We'll go here. We'll go here. And we'll just try to get 
just to get it out as many places as we can. Because, hmm. like, Roger, you know, this like in the we're in the wild west of of content creation now. I mean, yeah. podcasting is just yeah. I mean, people have some methods to it, but it, the explosion of it is just kind of creating all these opportunities for people who never had opportunities like this ever and will rise or fall based on the value of what we're bringing people um but it's just it's wild and youtube pbs streaming on-demand streaming just it's all over the place so that's been kind of a really fun thing to be a part of we've really ridden this this content frontier so to speak yeah we're still trying to figure it out i mean we don't have it dialed in you know I mean, hey, you're uh, you're definitely jumping off onto the points that, uh, as you were saying, it's growing. You guys doing your own podcast as well, and uh, what? Yeah. What made you? Because uh, I think I saw you're like in the '60s, episode sixty, something. No, gosh, no. We are a um, hundred and hundred and thirty-one episodes now. Oh wow, way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, insane. I remember insane. what brought me to you was episode 59. So in my head, I was thinking maybe a few more had already been done. <laughs> All good. So All uh, good, man. We're, oh, you're talking about the podcast. Yes, yes. No, I, I, oh, 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 in the podcast. I think we just recorded 70. Sorry, you're not that far off, man. Okay, okay. I was thinking of that. I was thinking of the actual television show. No, gotcha. no, no. The podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I think... I think it's 70. We're going to record 71 next week. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I wasn't too far. Yeah. Okay, cool. I remember distinctly nah, 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 episode 59 was where I I was like, oh, who's this day <laughs> guy? And uh, Yeah, you're right. right. What, what made you uh, jump into podcasting? And when did that happen? Oh, man. So we went on a two-year hiatus with podcasting. We, um, I think we saw an opportunity to tell more stories. It was not a thing of like, hey, let's just fill more airtime or hey, there seems to be a money grab here or whatever. Like it was very much a, gosh, I wonder if the audio realms have opportunities for us to tell stories that we're not able to tell. And so initially we were using it as almost supplementary to the television show. So we would podcast with um, different um, like the things behind the scenes things that you're like, Hey, you saw us do this, but here's the real story behind that. Or to have guests on that were, you know, adventurers or outdoor cooks or Texas music artists. And so it was kind of like, Hey, this is a cool opportunity. And we did it for 50 something episodes. And then honestly kind of burned out on it and, and got so busy with some other stuff that we just hit pause for two years. And only within the last six months have we, fired it back up because it was kind of like oh man we really enjoyed that let's let's get back into it so i think you know we we needed to to focus it wasn't just like hey here's a a marketable revenue stream you know because it was like if we just went after it because it was a marketable rev revenue stream then we had no grounding on our content no idea of what stories we would even fill time with and so we came with we, we came to it with a content first kind of mentality and there's still a lot of things I want to do with it, but you know, who's got all the time in the world, man? It's yeah, tough. No, for sure. And that's that's good that you guys looked at it from a standpoint of what can I be bringing more to my audience instead of how can I extract 
which I, I think yeah 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 I want more money from my sponsors so like you know because what if, if we did it poorly it would just devalue all the other stuff we're doing mm -hmm. so we wanted to make sure it was kind of a value add for everybody and and we we think we've done a good job uh yeah. as of now you know yeah. it's a it's a mixed bag of texas is what our content is we call it talking yeah. texas and just kind of a a chance for our viewers to hear more from us and we bring crazy news stories about what's happening in texas artists music texas music artists things like that it's fun though super yeah, I fun think, I think and answer I, viewer questions oh, that's yeah. a good one that's a good one yeah, yeah. i'm i know i i know that i i think i found you guys because i i really like the thought of talking texas as a podcast name when i was originally trying yeah. to figure things out <laughs> But uh, I was like, damn, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hey, you that, got Texas tea with Roger D. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and uh, we can't, we're trying to figure out the brand more and more because it's not necessarily Texas tea is so much about like you know business entrepreneurs. So we're we're thinking of maybe Texas business tastes the sweetest or something like that. Maybe? Okay, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're throwing it around. Uh, I like but, it. I like it. But aside from the podcast, man, because I, I, I really think the day tripper is absolute gold content for TikTok. <laughs> I, I, that's what I dude. Think. That's that's one of those things, man. You know, we got limited hours in the day, so you weigh value of doing it versus time and effort that you're gonna have to put into it. Yeah. And dude, it is just TikTok is a overwhelming mountain in front of us that we're just like, oh gosh, are you on yeah. TikTok? Are you doing I, it? I'm gonna. I'm so behind because obviously I'm I'm doing Eastwood priority, right? And then uh, yeah, and of then course, Texas T is second. But like, I have my my content strategy is to get outside of YouTube and uh, podcasting is to get out on TikTok and get out on Instagram because I could create clips from it uh, and that's and that's the best the best medium. So technically I am, am yeah. on there. I have made the first TikTok clip. I have this this week I've put aside some time to really get into I had to figure out how to do captions for the Instagram videos and I wanted to Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah. and how I was going to do the aspect ratio for TikTok to make it kind of look sure. you know. So so I got over that hump last week and now, you know, <laughs> You're further along than me, man. You're further along than me. It's one of those, it's one of those things. And like, you know, so now Instagram has reels and we've yeah. already developed so much and we've already put so much effort into Instagram. The question is, should we just stick to reels on IG or does it make sense to do both of these things? You know, in the same way, I feel like Instagram stories really took the, took the wind out of Snapchat sales. Mm. Um, I'm wondering if Reels is going to do the same thing to TikTok. Man, it's exhausting kind of keeping your finger on the pulse of all of this. I and know. like, you know, to, to the point earlier, like I want to be a Texas traveler and storyteller and, and spending more time on my phone is not part of my Chet lives his best life equation. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, I would love, totally, man. yeah, totally hire that out. Uh, to somebody, if I can find somebody that could, could, could do that efficiently. And then the question is, all right, you know, like, 
I, this is a business for us. So we take a TikTok audience. How do I translate that into money? More money for my partner, you know, sponsors. Our, our sponsor, right, I mean, TikTok's not monetized. So you've got all these. I've got partners, though, mm-hmm. that want to, you know, partner with me and I can carry their brand message out there. We've been doing some of that influencer stuff as much as I hate that word. You know, like that is something we've been doing. Do I see possibilities that my sponsors, the people I have relationships with, want to be on TikTok? And as of right now, none of them give a flip about TikTok. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if they decide they want to do TikTok, am I too far behind the ball when that opportunity arises? Um, or do I just, you know, pass that buck to the younger chaps than me? You know, yeah. I just turned 40 a, less than a month ago. So looking good for 40. I'm getting, man. I'm, I'm getting up there, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think your idea of hiring out definitely, uh, because you don't want to put the time into it because that, that will just take away from your joy is a, is a, I think that's a huge point because you started this yeah. and you've put in the time and you've put in all those hours into it, but you did it because it made you so happy and you were happy to make that content. If you, if it starts becoming a drag, right, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. I don't know if you saw right. that uh, right. show or uh, heard about it. Uh, My octopus teacher. No, <laughs> no. So uh, I don't watch a ton of, I very, watch very little content myself, <laughs> honestly. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, so Netflix has this documentary, My Octopus Teacher. I just started it last night, watched maybe like half an hour of it and then went to bed. But um, basically this guy lost all his interest in videography and editing. And he was like, how can I like reignite this? So he had to find a whole nother realm to go into for it. Uh, so, it so, so that is, even though you would be cutting up content for the show that you love, it would be through a medium that you feel like is taking you away from life, right? Phone yeah. taking you away from life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would quickly be a giant drag on on everything. And plus, like, you know, we've we've the keeping up with the notifications across all of it is already just oh, exhausting. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I'd hate to throw in something else that I'm not passionate about. And I don't have a good game plan for how I'm going to use that to the benefit of the company. So it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. We make video content and now is a really good time in the world to be making video content. Yeah. But I just, I just don't want to make content for the sake of content that sucks people's, you know, life away. Have you, have you watched um, the social? Oh gosh. What's it called? I have seen the the reason. Yeah. 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 Social dilemma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw the premise about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. And so you watch it and you're like, you know, you knew all of that stuff was happening, but then you watch it even closer, you're like, oh gosh, it's even dirtier than I thought it was. Yeah. You know? Dude, it, well, because no. they wanna <laughs> I was <laughs> making a making a joke to Gonzalo. He's not in the room, but we we're because I'm trying this new thing. I know we're getting off topic here, but uh, I was trying this <laughs> new thing where uh, I don't look at my texts for large portions of the day, and I try to answer everything. And I tell my whole team, I say, "Hey, look, 
something you really need, call me. You know? Yeah. And then yeah, I yeah, re- yeah. reply to everything. And I was like making a joke because the way the Apple co- Apple comes out with all these new updates and their sole focus is how can I keep them on this phone longer? How can I make yes. this phone more part of their life? So yeah, man, that's 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 their job is to make uh right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we all all got to be addicted to it and they want you to constantly be diving in and and checking it and I, you know, I've had a lot of heart checks in my life to go like, okay, is that who I want to be? Does that add value to my people, my family, myself? And the answer to a lot of that's no. It's just, uh, you know, it's decompression time. You know, it's easy to zone out and scroll Instagram for oh, yeah. an hour, um, wow. you know, but like, is that really what I want to do? Is that who I want to be? So I've got to check that stuff all yeah. the time. And I know you said yeah. uh, specifically, I think this kind of rolls into, I think we talked about last time that your favorite places to visit were very nature based and technology today is taking oh, yeah. us so far away from that. Oh, so far. So, so far. And yeah, my, I mean, and I think the most formative places in my life were n- nature places. I mean, I was a scout and I just remember like, that's gosh, right, that's where, that that's where I sort of discovered who I was and what I loved. That's where my faith was strengthened, you know, going out and like standing on mountaintops and looking at God's creation going, all right. I, I mean, I see the great painter of all of this, you know? And so I think of like all the different ways that was formative in my life. Um, and to hate to hate to think that we're, we're losing that or my kids aren't going to have those opportunities. So, yeah, man, it's a struggle. You know, you both love this device and you hate this device with all of your passion. So. I know, I know. But when you can be away from it, I swear, man, I am in yesterday was probably one of my best days in a while in terms of no technology constraints. And I was like, uh-huh. I was like making calls and getting work done. I was singing to myself, you know, everything was just like amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like everything was like yeah. every little part was just like a blessing, you know? Uh-huh. Because, hey man, there you go. Yeah. That's, crazy. that's, yeah, I think, We've got to get back to some of that stuff. We've got to get back to some of that stuff. I mean, I was talking with someone today about the idea, like, of a BlackBerry. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> that I this idea, like, I remember having this, like, internal dilemma. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait. My email is going to follow me around everywhere? No way. I would right. never let my email – I will never let my email follow me around. And when I went and got my first job as a law at a lawyer – at a law firm as a lawyer, you know, the first thing they did was give me this Blackberry and they were like, you know, here are the expectations. You got to respond to every email within 10 minutes or something like that. And it was just like, Oh my my gosh. And I remember the fear of this idea that my email would follow me around. And now, man, we've gone so far past that. It is just a given that you will never escape your email, you know, and you have to intentionally turn it off because it, it, it will follow you around everywhere. Yeah, I have uh, I have zero notifications on my phone, other than I can get a call, DocuSigns, and somehow Uber has snuck in there, and I keep forgetting to. T- turn it off. <laughs> You're better than me, Roger. I've got. I just I, I don't even know how to turn off some of these notifications sometimes. So it's just like Google a it. bunch of garbage. 
Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of garbage, but I'm not that guy who has to make sure there's no red dots on my stuff, you know, like yeah. Right now I've got I mean my I'm, I'm one of these guys Inbox 0 is a fantasy land in a in a Mario level. Oh, yeah. I will never be at Inbox 0. And then, you know, I've got 12 unchecked voicemails. I don't even know when these things are from. I mean, yeah. some of them are months old, I think, at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know. My the people important in my life know how to get a hold of me and I will always yeah. answer their call. Yeah. Um there's some of the other stuff that if I don't block it out, I'll just do nothing but put out fires and spend a whole day in the fray of the noise. I know. You know, because there's a million crazy. things. Like I could literally refresh Instagram a thousand times, refresh YouTube a thousand times, Facebook a thousand times, and email a thousand times and spend nothing but bouncing between those and answering things. And um, at the end of the day, that's just not productive time because I'll get home at night and have no idea what I did. All the things I put on my to-do list did not get accomplished. And the day was kind of draining and exhausting for me. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I always tell, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell people like, you know, you should finish a day sort of inspired and ready for the next one. If you're finishing like your days drained and exhausted, then you might be in the wrong business. That's now very there's something horrible. to be said about like having a good, having a good day, like, you know, good workout where I'm exhausted, but I'm also kind of overjoyed. You know, it's like, there's something to be said about that. Oh, it was an exhausting day, but it was a, a good day. I spent, you know, I spent my time well versus the days that are just, you know, just draining and suck soul sucking. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what they'll do it to you. And I know, uh, everyone, everyone listening definitely was like, man, I'm really happy that they talked about technology and its drains on society because that's what we're here for but uh yeah. i think we could tie <laughs> tie it back and say as per your entire premise of the show put the phone down get in the car yeah. and see some things in real life yeah i joke a lot i say i want to make a tv show that makes people watch less tv <laughs> <laughs> well technically sure. that's kind of what you're doing right I hope, I hope. And I'm kind of like you, man. I don't watch much TV in life at all. Um, so I say, you know, I'm a pusher, not a user as well. <laughs> I know. I always I, have a yeah. weird thought about that. I'm like, man, I'm I'm starting a podcast or I've been doing this podcast. And sometimes I, I, I don't even know what happens in my podcast because I don't even have the, have the time to listen to it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Good. I mean, you, you clearly, you, you've got a gift at chatting and interviewing people, you know, and to have somebody that'll take it and spend the time, you know, crunching away the editing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Good thing. Keeping Gonzalo, you in your zones, giving, yeah. Giving Gonzalo a chance to kind of be in his strength zone. You're in your strength zone. And that's the, mm -hmm. that's a recipe yeah. for magic, man. He's a, he's a magician for sure. All right. Well, uh, yep. I know you got to run pretty soon. Um, so thanks for coming on Chet. Uh, if you guys want to find the day tripper, by the way, it's the thedaytripper.com, uh, Facebook, the day tripper, YouTube, the day tripper. I think actually TV if you do the slash. And then uh, on yeah. Instagram and Twitter, you got at Chet Tripper. And uh, I think I got everything. But uh, oh, PBS. Watch them on PBS. When 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 do you watch? When they watch you on PBS? Oh, dude, it's on. It's different in every market. That's the beauty of oh, PBS. Yeah. In Houston, right. it's Saturdays at three thirty in the afternoon, and but oh, I wow. think they've also got a Sunday morning time. So got you. Okay, got you. So watch them on PBS, of course. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, if you guys have questions for chat, you can go to any of that social media or you can put it in the comments below on the YouTube at Texas T Podcast. Find us on Facebook. Uh, soon, I keep saying this, soon to be TikTok, Instagram. Uh, and uh, you can always shoot <laughs> me, Roger D, a message. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, keep on... Keep on keeping on with those day trips. Keep on tripping. Keep on tripping Keep is on what tripping. we say. Keep on tripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And via Condios, amigos. I <laughs> love it, man. All right, chat. Yep. We'll talk to you later, brother. Absolutely, Roger. Take care.